Oscarwatch. What? That's my intro. Oscarwatch. Are we recording? Yeah. Well, great. Welcome back to Oscar Watch. It's me, Kurt Oscar, a famous international Hollywood producer, joined today by my co-host. Uh, it's yes, it is me, Oscar Myers, uh, renowned uh, Oscar betting pool bookie and <laughs> hot dog enthusiast. Hot dog. Thank you for joining me, Mr. Myers. <laughs> Um, well, to be frank, I think we have a lot to talk about today. I think we do have a lot to talk about. I'd like to say up front, thank you to Wade and Emmett for letting us host this episode. Oh, yes. It was very generous of them. I'm very similar in character and voice to Wade, except for a few defining tributes, which I'm sure will make themselves clear at some point in this episode. <laughs> I wonder what this might be. <laughs> Other than my status as an acclaimed Hollywood producer. Ah, Yes. Uh, known to our listeners <laughs> for such films as well we're going to be talking about some of them today oh, so fantastic so i don't okay. want to um you know you know i don't want to yeah. brag but i'll mention them as they come all right i also want to say we just have this note left from wade and emmett that says please rate five stars on apple podcasts oh yes and email us at cinemabums.gmail.podcasts <laughs> cinemabumspod at gmail.com another note from wade and emmett that says the oscars are defunct and corrupt institution and you should not be listening to them <laughs> well i guess we could start there uh mr meyer uh-huh emmett has certainly talked a lot on this podcast about the academy awards uh-huh and uh we're recording this because the nominations for the 2021 event were revealed this week mm-hmm. a full two months late I yeah two add. months behind schedule revealed in a listless but blessedly short live stream by nick jonas and priyanka chopra no way yeah just them sort of like standing and like not even doing any riffing or anything just saying the names of <laughs> the things you but know, that's, maybe that's for the best yeah no it was that they had like a schedule for the whole thing ahead of time and, and they were like it will be 20 minutes it's <laughs> like awesome Wow. Do you have any top-level thoughts about this pool of these nominations that we're looking at? Um, I think there is a major snub that we need to talk about before we get into anything else. Mm. That is in the category of best. Oh, best picture. There's a movie that came out this year that I think perfectly encapsulated the moment. I think it was what the people needed to see it was uplifting, but it was also soul-searching, and it had some kick and tunes. And I think the fact that Trolls World Tour is not mm. nominated for Best is just, like, one more piece of evidence, just another nail in the coffin. <laughs> I certainly agree. We should just dive in here, because not only was Trolls World Tour not nominated for best feature it was not nominated for best animated feature which is frankly appalling it is i agree i agree the conversation should have been is do we give this best picture or not Mm -hmm. not should we even put it on the animated list? yeah it's another lego movie situation yeah except not even with like the dumb excuse that they gave for lego movie that's true and not even a nomination for best song damn damn when it's message of 
musical tolerance could mm-hmm. heal the world? Yeah, seriously. We could all overcome our differences through the power of music and love. In President Biden's just announced stimulus plan, they gave every child in America a copy of Trolls World Tour. And yet, no love from the Academy Awards. Uh, I hate to see it. I guess we should start there with Best Animated Feature. with Best Animated Feature. Do you want to read them? Well, let's just say how this system is going to work, essentially. We're going to read all of these nominees. Wade and I have seen... (gasps) Sorry, Kurt and I have seen (laughs) almost all of these movies together, maybe... Maybe as it turns out, we've, we seen, not, a, we've seen a good chunk. We've seen a good chunk. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the ones we know, and we're not going to talk about the ones we don't know, basically. Yeah. Uh, I'll say up front the ones off the top of my head that I haven't seen, and you have seen some of these, but the mm-hmm. ones that I want to watch before the Oscars, which I think are the end of April. Oh, yeah. Sound of Metal, uh-huh. One Night in Miami, uh-huh. Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm. I also want to see Judas and the Black Messiah. I, that's the one that I haven't seen of those. Well, I haven't seen One Night in Miami either. That is not as, like quite as high on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see Mank, I guess. I've seen Mank. I kind of want to see The Father because I heard a bunch of cool stuff about it. And yeah. now I want to see, because I'm looking at it, and spoiler for what's coming ahead, uh, Shaun of the Sheep movie Farmageddon in animated feature. Well, yes, we should say <laughs> it. That is one of the movies that I produced. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That was that's the, my first nomination that we've stumbled across. All right. Here. Wow. So I can't comment on it too publicly, but it was indeed a Farmageddon <laughs> making it. I think it is the movie that we need right now. Okay. People talk a lot about art being important. Uh-huh. Not at no better moment than right now could have Sean the Sheep the movie Farmageddon. Actually, uh, this thing is just called a Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon. I, I, I it's read not the here movie. It's no, it's a just a movie. a movie. <laughs> Sci-fi with a dash of Chaplin says the New York Times. So high praise for you. Yeah, that was our primary inspiration. I would say was um, Charlie Chaplin and uh, Chicken Little. Oh. 2005 oh. sci-fi film you know that tracks cool so next up on this list here an animated feature the nominees here an animated feature other nominees wolf walkers which i've not seen it's from ireland yeah we well why don't we read all of them then we can talk about okay them. soul <laughs> over the moon and onward mm, with wolf walkers and a sean the sheep movie farmageddon yes i think wolf walkers is a um oh god what's her name rain are you making a joke or are you saying something? Because I do know real things about it, but if you're making a joke... No, I was you. making a joke about how she's the girl from New Mutants, but uh, I couldn't remember what her character name from that was. No one knows. So, it's yeah. impossible. She's an, I mean, out. she's an Irish werewolf, though, so like that that was the tie-in. That is true, and this is from an Irish studio, yeah. Cartoon Saloon. I haven't seen this, but I wanted to. It's very beautiful hand animation. Okay. So it feels like there's always like one nominee that's still hand animated. Oh, every yeah, year. they want that art yeah and that's on apple tv plus obviously like a banner year for pixar with onward Mm. and soul Mm -hmm. i really like both of them i was glad to see onward there Mm -hmm. because i think that is my favorite of the two and i think it was a little bit dismissed Mm -hmm. as just sort of being like an entertaining Mm -hmm. sort of family film but i think it's as good as anything they've ever done and i also think that it's a lot not that this is necessarily like a positive or negative thing, but I think it's a lot more emotional than Soul. Hmm. Yeah. I think Soul is very... I love, like, the animation in Soul. Mm-hmm. I like the comedy. I like 
sort of it being a New York tourism ad yeah. in a really effective way. Yeah. I loved Onward. I think it's hilarious and also very sweet at the end. I like Soul, too. Soul feels like like a movie that you don't get anymore. It feels like a mid-80s sort of plot line or like an early 90s like magical realism big adult drama with magical realism and comedy in it but then mm. it was also an animated movie mm-hmm. i like it i think all that stuff is interesting i don't know if it coheres as well as onward does yeah my guess would be soul here yeah I, have, I think that is what's gonna i i would give it to onward out of this list but my guess is soul. what is over the moon though oh it's a an animated netflix adventure oh All right, well, moving right along into the screenplay category. Important to note here, they break screenplay up into original and adapted. And somewhat confusingly, adapted is not just for things adapted from books and other things, but also anytime there is a sequel or something that is like a part of a series, it is considered an adapted screenplay. So when Apocalypse, X-Men Apocalypse was put up for best picture yes in that same year it was also up for best adapted screenplay yes that okay. is correct all right um so here in adapted we've got Borat subsequent movie film the father nomadland one night in miami the white tiger nomadland is the other one that's on my oh, list mm-hmm. that i haven't seen yet and that one's only like 140 so i have no excuse yeah uh emmett thoughts on these um, the only one of these that I have seen, unfortunately, is the Borat subsequent movie film, which has an even longer and more amusing title that I can't remember about Mikhail, the the vice yeah. premier, a movie that I had not ever seen the original Borat. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that he's doing a thing to like show up like the grossest sides of American culture and like call it out i guess but he also just like presents it and i don't think that's like stuff you know like i think it's cool like some of the pranks that he pulls are pretty fun um like when he is pranking rudy giuliani like that's pretty exciting um when he's like screwing with the people at the republican national convention and like dressed up in a trump suit and running on stage like that's pretty hilarious because those people are like the people who are trying to profit off of the nastiness of mm. of like gross American culture. Mm-hmm. And so it's like throwing it back in the faces of the people who are benefiting from it. But when you're just like saying rude and crazy things in front of everyday people and some people are like hold terrible views and agree with you and other people's are other people are horribly offended by that. Like, in that moment, who are you actually, like, hurting more? You're, like, hurting the people who are sensible, normal, like, kind individuals or, like, the people who are being, like, upset in that moment, you know? So, I don't know. It's, it's complicated. It's, like, there's, I have complicated feelings on it. Luckily, no one ever has to watch it again because the whole point of it was to get Trump not elected and I don't know if it had anything to do with that, but the, the outcome <laughs> happened that he wanted, and now nobody ever has to look at it again. My guess for this would be One Night in Miami. Okay. In fact, 
by Kemp Powers, who also wrote Soul. So mm, crazy. I, I like him from that, and it's adapted from his own play. Oh. So I feel like all of those things yeah. kind of converge in a cool way. I could also see Nomadland. I feel like Nomadland's going to get a lot of love. But it feels like screenplay is like the one category where they sometimes reward more experimental stuff, Yeah, both with nominations and awards. Like This is where uh, like Knives Out... Get Out, Logan, mm. like all of the sort of genre stuff we've gotten yeah, in the last that, few years. Yeah, that does get an award, yeah. Goes to screenplay. That's cool. All right. Next up, we have the original screenplay. Mm. We've got Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago 7. I will say... That I was very pleasantly surprised by all the love that Promising Young Woman got in the nominations. Because mm, mm-hmm. I really did not expect it. Yeah. That's like a really provocative, exciting movie. Yeah, it's just a wild swing. Yeah. Cool to see it get so much love. Definitely not what I expected at all. Yeah. I think in terms of... It makes sense to nominate it for screenplay, though, too, because it's like... Didn't she write and direct it? Yeah, and, and star in it. And no, it's not Carrie Mulligan. It's oh. Emerald Fennel. Oh, okay. Wrote and directed it, but it was her first film. Oh, crazy! It's a debut. Yeah, it's like a very clear vision, and she executes it brilliantly. So that would probably be the one I would like most. Mm-hmm. My guess is that it actually goes to Trial of the Chicago Seven, mm. which I did also really love, and I feel like the the writing is the best part of that movie. Mm. So if it's going to get anything, it'll get that. Yeah, yeah, that would be my guess. And I think it got nominated for a lot of stuff, but I think that probably the screenplay is the strongest thing. I really like Sound of Metal. I watched Sound of Metal and Promising Young Woman off of this list. I think there's really cool stuff going on with it as a script. I mean, it's kind of a movie that is about sometimes the absence of dialogue, but that doesn't show off your clever Sorkin-y writing you know, like, or at least it doesn't necessarily to everybody is not thinking about like, oh, how good the writing is of not writing dialogue, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if it won here. I would probably agree that it would be the trial of the Chicago seven, just because that's the one that I hear everybody talking about all the time. You know, like you always say about like historical stuff, anytime there's historical stuff, it like also always stands a better chance because they can be like, well, is this like an exciting recapitulation of what actually happened or not. Like, how does it stack up? You know? Yeah. Best supporting actress. We've got Maria Bakalova from Borat, subsequent movie film. Glenn Close from Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman from The Father. Amanda Seyfried from Mank. And Ya Jung Yoon from Minari. We should note Glenn Close... Uh, for Hillbilly Elegy, becoming the third actor to ever be nominated for the Oscar and the Razzie for the same role. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't seen that movie. I've heard nothing but it being awful. So I was very surprised to see her. But uh, she's also one of these people who's been nominated like nine times and have never won or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it feels like they're really just trying to get get her in there by any... Yeah, I mean, that was an Oscar bid by both her and Amy Adams. Yeah. Like, just straight up. Like, that's the reason they did that. They are out there making fools of themselves in this terrible movie by a terrible person. Like, re- like adapted by like adapted from a novel by a terrible person who, like, thinks that everybody needs, I don't know, whatever. 
they, this guy is not this is not a good person i think the second title of this film was hillbilly elegy the devil even more of the time <laughs> i was surprised that it was the grandma they nominated from minari mm. and not the wife who's sort of the female lead uh, although I guess maybe she would have been lead and not best supporting. Mm-hmm. That is a movie where like they could have picked any of the lead actors oh, and they really? all would be deserving. Okay. Like they're all so good. She is really good in it. Damn. How did you feel about Maria and Borat? Because I haven't seen that. She is good, but okay. But here's the deal. Mm-hmm. She, like, like the things that she is doing is like keeping is like doing an an extended SNL bit. You know, like. Mm. in increasingly high pressure situations is like not not acting by any stretch of the imagination like it's still acting and maybe like a more intense and like athleticized version of the thing Mm -hmm. but it is like very different than i assume any of these other performances although i've not seen any of the other performances you know that's like oh deep realistic dramatic acting for the camera like she's playing a caricature or a stereotype and she's doing it under in situations where everybody else like actually believes that's who she is as a real person Mm -hmm. supposedly so i don't know i think that took great skill well it's a comedic performance which the oscars rarely reward and it is she is hilarious at moments like like that's the thing is like her commitment to it is like something that you've never seen before like the the stuff that they get into and the, mm. like her commitment to that bit is it equals uh Sasha Baron Cohen's mm. which is i think like something that people have always lauded him for so they should laud her for it as well yeah the Borat nominations in general feel like an indication that this year is maybe a little slight mm. not because of quality but because they normally don't nominate comedy stuff True. at all mm-hmm. And I think sort of like picking from the same movies, like it all shows that they, it was like a lesser year in terms of releases for film. But I will also say that I think they are choosing from a much more limited pool Hmm. than like the amount of good movies that came out last year. That's fair. And like we mentioned before, like they delayed it, but the movies that still came out were all of the Oscar movies. Mm. It's sort of the blockbusters and the horror movies and anything that stood a chance of making money at the box office is what got delayed and Mm. is still getting delayed. My choice for best supporting actress, both will win and I would pick to win is Amanda Seyfried for Mank. mm -hmm. She's definitely the best part of that film. I would say her and the production design are the best parts of that film. I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman. Okay. Because people love her from The Crown, mm-hmm. and I think they'll give her like they'll give her an Oscar for The Crown for whatever this movie is that no one saw. But she got an Oscar a couple of years ago for The Favorite. Oh, true. Hmm. Well, perhaps she will continue to be a favorite. Perhaps. Okay, so for Best Supporting Actor, Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of the Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield also for Judas and the Black Messiah. The first off, that's a stacked list. Those are like all good actors. I don't know if Paul Racy is perhaps not very famous, but he is the uh, mentor character in Sound of Metal and incredible in that. He looks like a guy from a grungy 70s theater play. 
I haven't seen Judas and the Black Messiah, but I love both Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya. Cool to see Lakeith nominated. He's my favorite. He's one of my three favorite working actors. He's just like a chameleon. He's yeah. so good in such a wide variety of things. He's he's like physical comedy and weirdness uh-huh. in stuff. Yeah, like is very good, especially in uh, Sorry to Bother You and mm-hmm. the, his minor role in Get Out. Both in- incredible. Yeah, but he's so weird. But then he's also he's like playing like a strange anime beatnik detective in oh, Death Note. Yeah. And then he's like a full on romantic lead uh-huh. in the photograph. Uh-huh. And then he's like the sidekick buddy cop in Knives Out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's so good in Atlanta. He's one of my favorites. Uh weird that they were the two leads were both nominated for best but supporting that there. That seems strange, doesn't it? Yeah, that seems like a little bit of category fraud. Well, that seems like the people who produce the movie don't know who's the protagonist. Maybe. I I liked Baron Cohen in Trial of the Chicago 7 as well. Mm -hmm. That's a huge ensemble movie, so it feels hard to pick, like, who's the one of these 15 characters who all have equal screen time are you going to Mm -hmm. nominate? But he's good, and that movie and Borat came out, like, the same week or two. Wow. And I would say that this accomplished everything he stands for a little bit better than that did and i i also know that some people don't like try out the chicago seven as much as i do but really mm. into it i don't know i'll say lakeith i don't really know if i think that he's the one who's going to win but he's my favorite so i'll say him i would like it to be lakeith because i think he he should have he should he should have an oscar um if he already has an oscar i apologize he should have multiple oscars uh, also paul racy if he got it like he is really good in that movie and is like the emotional core of it in some ways. But my actual prediction is probably Sasha Baron Cohen for the trial of the Chicago seven. Mm. Cause Pete, they like a, they like a serious turn by a funny actor. Who's like giving up the being, being giving up, being a funny guy. He's moving into playing a political character and also releasing a political film at the same time. And I think they're going to reward that. Hmm. I think it's all about the backroom deals here. <laughs> all about the politicking. Oh, it all about is. the just like image control for the Oscars is like such a big thing right now. I feel like because there has been a lot more scrutiny. Like I know uh-huh. we joke about it all the time, but I feel like it's actually true that in the past few years they have been like maybe not successfully, but trying to like at least give off the air that they are being more diverse in their selection and like being a better and more open-minded institution, even if they are not doing that well. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it is all about the politicking. But you've got to think there was probably less of that this year than in any other year because Mm. nobody was in person doing these events. Yeah, true. Okay, Best Actress. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland and Carey Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I have only seen uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Promising Young Woman off of this list. Mm -hmm. Out of that, I would say, again, like two very different performances. Hard to like even think of them as being in the same Mm -hmm. ballpark. Yeah, Viola Davis kills it in, in Ma Rainey and 
I do think it's interesting that she's ca- that she's like nominated as a lead. That's what I thought too. It's strange that she's, especially if you've got Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield as both best supporting. Uh huh. She and Chadwick Boseman is like much more central to that movie than she yeah. is. But I even think that he could have gone for but supporting. He could have gone for. They both could have gone for supporting. It's much more of an ensemble. Yeah. Sort of thing she's but in she like certainly 20 deserves minutes it. of that movie and she kills it for yeah all, she's great for all 20 minutes uh, yeah. she's great carrie mulligan great and promising young woman i haven't seen pieces of a woman because by all accounts it's like impossible to get through because oh. it's so harsh and horrible oh, geez. it like starts with a like 40 minute one take scene of a woman going into labor and then having a miscarriage and that's sort of like what it's all about but vanessa kirby i really like she started out in the mission impossible movies and she's great in those and she's the sister in hobbs and shaw so she's like the third lead Uh, of that movie yeah so she's like really fun action girl and now she's Uh doing like a drama very excited for that this one is in the bag i think for mcdormand probably for nomadland which i haven't seen yet but by all accounts great although Andre Day. Uh, see, I think it's going to be Andre Day, and I think it's going to be because I've heard a lot about how much everybody loves her in this movie. I've not uh-huh. seen it yet, but it's this thing you always say about the historical historical yeah. acting, and I th- as I've heard that she like kills it on that level specifically. Yeah, and so I've heard that she like recreates the voice, which is always the thing the Oscars yeah. is looking for. Uh, Ma Rainey is, of course. Oh, that's also a historical. But yeah, I think Andre Day could be the upset, but. I would predict McDormand. Hmm. Best actor, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, Stephen Yun for Minari. Yes. Uh, I have not seen Sound of Metal yet. I love Riz Ahmed. Mm. I love Stephen Yun and Minari. He would be probably who I would give it to out of this list. Okay. But that's also kind of because I think Chadwick is in the wrong category. Yeah. But Chadwick is great in it. He is. It is definitely one of his best performances. I think, like, the physical pacing that he does with his character is pretty incredible. And I think the director is, like, really tuned in to Chadwick's movements. Mm. Actually kind of a little bit like like Adam Driver and last jedi where ryan johnson is sort of just letting him do his thing and is like following his every whim Mm. with the camera like that is definitely what they're doing with chadwick in this too i'm sure people are there would be like a discussion like is he gonna get it because he passed away but i think he if he won it would be a deserving win yeah absolutely and i think he definitely seems likely i i like gary oldman a lot i liked mank enough feels like not the one and he's already got one. Yeah, he's already gotten it. The, and Mank is a historical figure. I think the oh. only actual historical figure on this list. And Gary Oldman is doing a voice. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see that. I want it to be Ahmed for um, Sound of Metal. He was incredible. Mm. And I've heard him talk on a podcast about like processes that he went through to get there to like do all the research on like what it would be like to actually lose your hearing that's like a different kind of that old thing of like changing yourself in a huge way but that's like one that's more based in research and like actual skill and talent 
you know, like he didn't put on a bunch of weight or buff all the way up or like emaciate himself or anything, but he put in the like time and energy to like really go through all of like the sense, Mm. like all through, you know, the sensory elements of like what that would be like so that he could portray it accurately and honor uh, people with hearing loss. He's, he's great. He's a good rapper too. Uh, Best director. We've got Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round. I was shocked to see that on I here. I was too. And I like it. I, I I like that movie. Yeah. I am like not really sure where the best, like where that's the thing you nominate it for. It felt weird. But they're kind of being like, hey, here's a movie that was really good that came out this year let's throw it something i don't think it will win and i don't think it should win off of this list yeah i would agree it was nominated for best international film oh so i think it'll win that because it's the only movie from that list nominated in any other category Uh, okay it was yeah just like a total shock but i really like that movie it was a blast to watch Mm -hmm. it's sort of like an examination of alcohol (laughs) in like every aspect in like the fun and the bad yeah and the horrible but it's like it is thrilling to watch it it really is and like truly nerve-wracking yeah maybe that is it is like now that i'm thinking about it it is really good directing he really keys you up uh, like by the end of it an amazing lead performance from mads mickelson yeah i would have swapped him out for gary oldman in that last list for real if this was on the table which i didn't even really know it was uh emerald fennel also so cool to see for a debut film Mm -hmm. and emerald fennel and chloe zhao are the sixth and seventh women respectively to be nominated wow for best director and as we know only one has won up to this moment that is correct and my guess would be that becomes two with chloe Zhao for nomad that is what i was going to say as well Mm -hmm. i think i think they want the oscars wants to move past that conversation and i think (laughs) the quickest way to do that is to start like following through Mm -hmm. i feel like it's especially Especially because they nominated two women this year. But I don't think it would be an optics win. I think she has been making these like quiet, small, Wild West movies. Uh And this feels like finally taking that to like a commercial level. She also like her partner is her DP and they just like sort of go out into the wild American West and find random people and have them be in their movies. That's cool. So like she did a lot for it and... She's also got this Marvel movie in the tank, which is supposed to be really yeah, good. Uh-huh. That that has been like done for a year, sitting on Damn. a shelf, and we haven't even seen a frame of it yet. Damn. But that makes sense as though like she's about to blow up and yeah. they get in right there. And then Marvel says like from the best director. Oh, right, you know, like right, that's right. good. Yeah. I will say Lee Isaac Chung, like Minari is so lush and warm and beautiful. And it's like a movie that doesn't past judgment on any of its characters Mm. in this incredible sort of way and is about his childhood like it's semi-autobiographical about his experience growing up there's there is like an eight-year-old kid in it who is like the stand-in for him wow in real life so that's a really personal connection i haven't seen nomadland so i guess he is who i would give it to either him or emerald but i would probably i would probably do screenplay for emerald and him for director Mm. um but i do think it is chloe Zhao. 
Are there any of the ones we haven't covered yet that you wanted to mention? I will say Emma for costume design is cool. Okay. And that's from uh, like a still photographer. Olivia D. Wilde was like a photographer before she was. Mm. This is her first film. So I think that makes sense. Um, I love Tenet coming in with just production design. Yeah. Yeah. No cinematography nomination for Minari, which is weird, especially since Trial of the Chicago 7 got nominated, which is a movie that is like mostly just static inside a courthouse. Yeah, I bet it's probably going to be Nomadland, huh? Don't you think? Probably. That's the one that I hear about being beautiful. Makeup for Ma Rainey, I would guess that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Although maybe Pinocchio, if they really got that kid looking like a wooden doll. I wasn't expecting to see anything from my favorite movie of last year, The Vast of Night. But, mm. like, a little insulting that this Love and Monsters, which I haven't even heard of, is some, like, C-list action movie, uh-huh. is up on visual effects when oh, that okay. isn't huh. for probably doing, like, so much more with so much less, you know? True. It's also, like, pretty shocking that no one was nominated for the five bloods in any category. Yeah. I was going to mention that it's here in score. I mean, yeah. Okay. And I, I do saw like it in score. That's Terrence Blanchard me. a lot, but yeah, like that should be one of the five. There aren't even, uh, are one of the best. Cause there aren't even 10. Yeah, exactly. And there, you should, there should be at least an acting nomination. From yeah. That movie. Yeah. It should have been Delroy Lindo. Yeah, it should. He should have been there instead of Gary Oldman. I can say that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And you could have popped Spike up there. I mean, Spike still hasn't won. Yeah. You could put him in for director. You could put. You could have done Chadwick for supporting and for best. <laughs> yeah. Or honestly, you could have done him for supporting twice. Yeah. <laughs> in twice. one category. But Scarlett Johansson went up for best and supporting last year. Yeah. I, there's this movie, My Octopus teacher uh-huh. nominated for documentary feature uh-huh. i know there is a meme about this movie but i don't know what it is okay <laughs> that's all my, i have to my say. octopus jay preacher. probably knows i don't should i should i give jay a call oh, wait like there's up? a meme about the there, movie? there Already. is a meme about it another round for best international i think that's got it in the bag yeah i haven't seen any of the documentaries does anybody watch documentaries anymore i watch boys day my life feels like a freaking documentary. You want me to... <laughs> weird that Boy State was not on this. Yes, it was weird that Boy State wasn't on this. I thought that was good. My octopus teacher. All right, I'm calling Jay. I'm going to ask them if they know... What's up, dude? Hey, hey, Jay. You're live on Cinema Bums. How's it going? Oh, man, it's going great. I'm at work, but... Okay, we won't take long. No, 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 hold on. Fortunately for you, I'm working digit tonight, so I have nothing but time. So I can talk and work. <laughs> okay, so, uh, we won't take long. We're talking about the Oscar nominations, uh-huh. and there's an, a documentary nominated named My Octopus Teacher. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, that one. And I know there's like some meme about it, but I don't know what it is. There's a meme? Is it well? What do you know about it? Isn't it like a thing online? So the thing I know about that movie is like, God, it's just like this white guy being like, "I'm gonna take this octopus under my wing and help it and watch it grow." But the annoying part that it about that is, is it's just like this dude just like intruding on this like animal's 
habitat, you know? Oh, weird. And, like, he's just, like, messing with it and kind of harassing it. And, like, not, it, it, it kind of, like, I think it, like, grows to like him a little bit, you know? But, like, honestly, I think he kind of makes the octopus a target at points because he, like, brings it out when it doesn't want to be. Oh, damn. So, it's kind of like a strange, it, like, it could be interpreted as, like, a strange allegory. Not even allegory, really, just for, like, I don't know, white people being stupid. Yeah. He's just like this annoying. I think he's from South Africa too, which really just like, you know, takes that board a little deeper, twists that knife. But like, just like annoying white guy messing with something that you shouldn't. You just live alone. Mm. I mean, it's like when I first watched it, I I did like it because it was like kind of touching. Oh, you've seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you said Uh, when I first watched it, have you seen it more than once? (laughs) I've seen it twice, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You really kind of buried the lead there. Yeah, you're really like, wow, This I hear this thing sucks that I've seen twice. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure why I've seen it twice. I, uh, well, do you think it's the best documentary of the year? Oh, man. I, okay, that's... I, I haven't really seen a lot of like documentaries that came out this year. So, you know, I can really give you a, a proper opinion on that. But I'm going to go ahead and say no. What are the other What are the other ones? Um, oh, it's I haven't actually seen any of these. There's Collective, which is the one I've heard of. There's Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, better. and Time. Time. time? <laughs> one just called Time. Time. <laughs> Probably the concept. Time. <laughs> I want to see the mole agent. That sounds like a great yeah, animated. That sounds so much better. I mean, what one was it? Did Austin Tisha win? No, it, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, the time is what we really mean when we say mass incarceration. Uh, apparently, time is about mass incarceration. About doing time, right, so as one might say. Much more interesting than my teacher. I mean, like. Like observing octopus and saying you like learn something from it and to appreciate its beauty is like beautiful, I guess. Mm. And it's like obviously watch the movie if you want, you know, make your own opinion if you feel so inclined. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's just like uh, I don't know, it's just this annoying dude. And then like he spends half the movie talking about how like bad of a father he is. A father like, to the octopus? Wow, really getting into? Oh. <laughs> he has another son who he's neglecting. <laughs> Yeah, so he should have called it my octopus son, who I love more than my real son. Well, yeah, he's like, he like travels around the world and like does nature photography, which is like interesting. But he's like, I don't spend a lot of time with my family or whatever accent he has. And then he like, he's he's like, I don't know, he's just like talking about how he's like his son is growing up. I don't know. And then in the end, like his son follows in his footsteps, starts scuba diving with him, and it's just, I don't know. It's just weird, man. Well, it sounds weird. I mean, octopi are great creatures, don't get me wrong. Or is it octopus? I don't know. But, I mean, it's, like, kind of cool to see one in action because you do get, like, some really interesting shots of it, like, doing camouflage and making, like, a shell for itself, like, out of trash and other things. Oh, that's cool. To protect itself from, like, its natural predator, which is, I think, dogfish? Dogfish? Yeah, Wait, that's shark. as scary as you think it sounds. <laughs> okay. Or maybe it's just really tiny sharks. Wow. Either way. Um, Wait, how how small are we talking, Jay? Are we talking like uh, a twelve footer, a five footer? How how small are these guys? <laughs> um, 
pretty small because I mean the octopus like fit in his hand and they were like comparable in size to it. I want to say like maybe a little bigger. Mm. So wait, these are some these are some small damn sharks, Jay. What are you talking about? These small sharks? What? What? We don't want to hear about that. If it doesn't, if it's not at least thirty feet long with sharp, gnarly teeth that could eat everything, we don't want to hear about it, man. I, yeah, honestly, like it's been a long time since I've seen it, so like I honestly can't remember what the predators are specifically. Maybe they might have been eels, even I don't know. But, eels. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know all about eels. <laughs> Jay, I miss you. Yes, we gotta go. Thanks for coming on the pod, though. Oh, Thanks for being God. our octopus correspondent. A long time, second time. Yeah, right. returning you, champion. You, in fact, were our octopus teacher today, so we have to thank you for that. Oh yeah, thank you for being oh, an octopus no teacher. Uh, have a good podcast, fellas. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good time at work. I will. Bye. Bye. Okay, so here's what I know about eels man they slither all over the ground and then they tie themselves in knots during mating season and then they slither back to their horrible little lakes and ponds sounds like someone i know i guess i should mention here that my octopus teacher was the other movie from this list that i produced so i will not publicly comment on it for a conflict of interest in best picture we have the father Judas and the Black Messiah, which wouldn't it be interesting if it, the title was The Father, Judas, and the Black Messiah? <laughs> That's what it really reads that, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the would, Father, okay. Judas, and the Black Messiah walk into a bar. <laughs> the Father, Judas, and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Really more than in any other year, they were sort of like, these are the only movies we have. For, for real. This yeah. and Bo Rat. They're, they're all getting yeah. nominated for picture and that's all we have to select from. Yeah. I don't know. What you think? What would you? Where would you predict this goes? I have no idea because I haven't seen most of these. I've only seen Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal. It's a, it's a 50-50 tie between Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal in my book. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I would probably give it out of the ones i've seen to minari um for as much as i love promising young woman Mm -hmm. i think minari is like so beautiful but i don't know i think it's my guess is that it actually goes to nomadland or judas and the black messiah those are the two that i am the most excited about watching still yeah and they've gotten so, the most buzz. So, like, like i am the most excited to watch judas and the black messiah and then nomadland and then maybe Minari and then everything else on this list. Like, whatever. My guess would be Nomadland cleans up in terms of, like, cinematography, mm-hmm. best actress, best director. Yeah. But then this goes to Judas, okay. which maybe doesn't get as much love in the other categories, mm-hmm. but gets the big one. Yeah. It's also, like, as you said, it is a picture that is somewhat relevant to today, but it's also, like, they're playing historical uh, people. A, again, yeah, it's a big It's a real one. story. Yep. Which the Oscars love. Yeah. That would be my guess. We got to watch all of that stuff yeah, so in like the next couple we're days. We're going to catch up and then we will be we'll be back after the actual Oscars. I don't know if we'll watch them or not, but we'll certainly talk about them. He says one more thing. April 25th are the Oscars and we will be back with Oscar watch after that. Here's one last word from our octopus correspondent, Jay. 
The word I was looking for to describe the host of my octopus teacher is solipsistic because he like is following and harassing this beautiful creature and somehow still makes the whole documentary about himself. Two out of 10 wouldn't recommend maybe play in the background without sound because it does look good. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. That Thank you, a, Jay. A brilliant recommendation. Well, thank you to listen, for listening to Oscar Watch. Oscar Watch. With me, Oscar Myers. And me, Kurt Oscar. We are going to be now handing these mics over to Emmett and Wade so that they can do their regularly scheduled podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you. All right. Can we go get a hot dog now? <laughs> Cinema Bums is a production of DKG Podcasts. It is created and produced by Emma Temple and me, Wade Lawrence Holloman. I also edit and mix the podcast. Our theme music is by Zane Holloman, who you can find on Bandcamp, and our show art is by Autumn Beckner. Our social media is managed by Laura Bennett. If you like what you hear, please tell all your friends and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, the two best ways to spread the word about our work. You can also follow us on Instagram at cinemabums or email us at cinemabumspod at gmail.com. Don't flake on us. We'll be back next week.